the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Southern California Live. This is Josh Thompson, pastor at Legacy City Church. I'm here with my wife, Katie Thompson, and we are talking about this topic we call, Lord, Can We Have Children? I've been talking about it for the last hour, talking about how we were not able to have kids for six years and the process of getting pregnant through IVF in vitro fertilization and the Lord blessing us with our little Eden Rose. And uh, she is three years old now. I want to remind you, if you're just tuning in, that today is the day of the recall of our governor. And I want to encourage you to be sure to get out and vote in person today. Uh, you have until 8 p.m. and the polls are open here in L.A. in Southern California. And so be sure to vote. We're going to be going to the phones here. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you have a question, uh, if you're struggling with infertility or you know someone who is struggling or you are in the process of it, call in. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, don't hesitate to call in as well. Uh, the number is 888-528-2557. That's 888-52-TALKS or 888-528-2557. And... Um, we were blessed with our first child and uh, love to share an amazing story with you that happened uh, all the way back um, right in about 2019, end of 2019, we started thinking about pursuing a second round of IVF and uh, believing that the Lord might give us a second child through the process. Yes, a lot of money and all of the process we would have to go through again. And, uh, of course we get lined up in January and then in February we go through kind of a mock trial they put you through and we were ready to go through the actual trial end of February and all of a sudden March, 2020 hits and, uh, they start announcing that COVID is, is happening and lockdown starts to happen. And before you know it, all the clinics close and they say, we're sorry, you can't do IVF, and so our pregnancy is now on hold for, I don't know, until everything opened back up, until they felt said it could be up to a year, and we're like, this is crazy. So um, we go on our way, we trust the Lord, and before you know it, about a month later, <laughs> um, all of a sudden my wife comes to me and she says, she shows me a pregnancy test one day and says, look, and I'm like, what is that? And she's like, look, there's a line. And I look at it. There is no line. There is no line. It was like. I always see a line. There was no line. It was so transparent. I'm like, that's not a line. I'm like, no way. So she waits two more days. There's another pregnancy test. Boom. All of a sudden, there is a little line development. This is, this is crazy. We've never been naturally pregnant in six years mm -hmm. or longer than that now because Eden had been born. And uh, I'm thinking, this is impossible. How is this possible? And then uh, two days later. Uh, I still didn't believe her. And so, uh, she brought another pregnancy test and all of a sudden there's a line showing up. Then of course, uh, we figure out how to set a doctor's appointment and get tested somehow. And it comes back that she is actually pregnant and, uh, COVID said no. And God said yes. <laughs> and, uh, we are still in awe. We have our son 
now. His name is Shepard Banks Thompson, and he is nine months old, and we call him Shep. And our little guy, blonde hair, blue eyes, I mean, absolute miracle little baby that just showed up. And uh, we are in awe that the Lord did this. Um, it was not a, uh, we're just in awe. We're just mm-hmm. blown away. We're blessed and we cherish it all. Um, we celebrate, you know, what the Lord has done. We love our little crew. Yeah. Even thinking about this now, just because you get so stuck when you have kids kind of in the day to day and it's hard to kind of step back and watch your own life and see it what's happening but it's just like we have two kids running around the house like how can you go from the darkest darkest season where you think you could never have children and then here we go fast forward what a couple years we have two kids running around and it's all I know about it's all I can think about and it's just really it's really cool to be in this season of life where I can look back and see what God was doing and know that he did have a plan and he did um, he was looking out for me and what's best for me. He knew exactly that we needed Eden and Shep as our kids and mm-hmm. when they'd be born and who they were. And it's just, it's really cool for me to be in this season to look back because I can tell people there's hope. And it, even though it feels really dark and really, really like there's no um, answers and God's not saying anything and it's very silent, like God ultimately has the best for you. Yes. Yes, he does. If you are just tuning in, we are taking questions and phone calls in just a minute. The number is 888-528-2557. That's 888-528-TALKS or 888-528-2557. You can call in, and if you're struggling with infertility or know somebody who has or you're in the process, call in. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, go ahead and call in. Um, We've got a couple calls coming in already. Let's let's we'll talk about one more thing, and we're going to go right to the phones, babe. What uh, would we have done if this uh, didn't work? If if we weren't able to have kids, what would we have done? It's really hard to think about what we maybe would have done, but I think um, what we were doing during those six years was you know traveling, doing things to keep our minds off it, and and try to stay as positive and hopeful as possible. But I do think I want to make the point that not everyone's family is going to be built by IVF. Like right. it's, it's really expensive. It doesn't always work for everyone. It's not, it isn't the answer or the solution to infertility. I think what's important is you do what's right for your family and you do what's right for you. And only, you know what to do for your family. And you know, what's awesome is a lot of families are built through adoption, through other options. And you don't have to think in that place now, but I'm just saying that God builds families in different ways you'd never expect. And I think it's important to know that um, IVF isn't the only answer to or solution. That's right. Yeah, And it's something you need to prayerfully take to the Lord. Absolutely. All of these options, all of these things, the most important thing. You have to figure out what's best for you and for your family. Um, we are going to go to the phones now. Again, if you'd like to call in and ask a question, uh, our topic today is, Lord, can we have kids uh, we're talking about infertility and people struggling or working through it, or maybe you know somebody who is working through the process. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have any questions, you can call in 888-528-2557. We're going to go to the phones here. We have uh, Carl on the line, Santa Monica. Hey, Carl, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, I hear you. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. Happy that you were able to have children. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. 
I just had a question, though. In other words, with IVF, don't they harvest more than one egg? Correct. And they fertilize more than one egg, correct? So correct. what happens That's... to the other embryo? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, what they do is they freeze the embryos. So they, they, what they do is they rate them first, A, B, C. This, and all this means is quality. Is, is, is there actually something happening here or is nothing happening? Trying to figure out if there's life there. Because again, all they can do is create a scenario in which life might happen. And then uh, they, they will try to determine if life is happening or not. And then second, um, once you have those embryos, um, yes, they freeze them and they put them aside and you pay every single year to keep them frozen. And uh, when you're ready to have more kids, you go back into the clinic and then you start the process again with those embryos. And uh, if you, if, if you, let's just say you get 10 kids from this, I don't know, they harvested 11, um, uh, there's, there's 11 embryos or 11 potential babies uh, that can take place and you have uh, an 11th um, or, or you have many more. Um, maybe someone only is able to have a couple kids and there's three or four left over. Um, what do you do with that? Well, there are all kinds of options in this day and age. And one of them being is that people will actually allow their embryos to be adopted by other people, put them up for adoption so that others who cannot actually produce eggs or cannot um, produce it on their own then are able to adopt um, a again an embryo potential and so but again th this is not the stage of um, of where life fully takes place it has to actually implant into um, the woman the womb and then it actually has to start to grow and uh, so there's a process there anything you want to share on that babe yeah I would just say that I think sometimes looking on on the outside looking in I mean, we we have this idea that there's all these embryos and they're all getting destroyed. But really, when you're in the process, you're in control. Ultimately, you can tell the doctor, please only make sure there's four or give a number or something. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, just because it's happening outside of the body, we, we judge it more harshly. But a lot of times your own body... You know, me and Josh, we could have been conceiving a baby every month and it never implanted and my body naturally would kill it off. And so a lot of times we want to judge the process because it's so, you know, mechanical and, and doctors involved. But when you kind of get into the intricacies and you're a part of the process, you see that you're ultimately you're calling the shots and you're um, you can have that sanctity for life throughout the process. Yes, we, we were very careful in making sure that um, life was held on to with uh, every single step that we were taking. I thought that was a great point, babe, that you can, uh, this harvesting process or um, taking out the eggs, um, you can tell them, I only want one. I only want two. I, mm -hmm. I don't, and, and that's all the attempts that you're going mm -hmm. to do because of, that's all that you can afford or that's all that you want to, um, you know, attempt for. Um, once again, this is the miracle of God in the end. It doesn't matter how many you harvest, doesn't matter how many you don't. Uh, it doesn't mean you're going to get pregnant. It doesn't uh, mean that you can't get pregnant. It, it is up to the Lord in the end. But a great question, Carl. Thank you for the details. We really appreciate that. Um, we have Heidi on the line from Corona. Um, Heidi, welcome to the show. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm uh, so encouraged by your story. Um, I went through something similar. I got married actually quite late in life. I was four, almost 41 when I got married, or when we got married, and we tried, obviously, right away to have kids. My husband had four children from a prior marriage, four boys, and um, for nine years, we were told no. 
Mm. Um, same thing, didn't have a lot of money to invest in IVF. And I also, without understanding it completely, felt like I, I was uncomfortable thinking that I was maybe playing God in sure. trying to create life where there wasn't. And um, fully agree that if God's going to author life, he's going to do it how he sees fit. Correct. So long story short, um, I have Giselle sitting in the back seat. She's 11 wow. months old. Wow. Praise God. <laughs> Wow, so happy for you. <laughs> Sorry. That's yeah, okay. We we rejoice with you. We celebrate with you. We yeah. know it's special. It's awesome. God is good. Yeah, I did uh, a fully donated um, embryo transfer at wow. 50. Wow. Uh, had my first baby at 51. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. So when you tell people that you hear no, um, it is hard to wonder, are you trying to press God in a direction that... You know, you're not supposed to, go, supposed to go. And if you'd have told me at 41 that I would wait 10 years to have my baby, I would have laughed probably harder than Sarah did. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So my question for you, given that, is um, she is, again, fully donated um, uh, both sides, embryo. Mm -hmm. We wanted to do a snowflake adoption, but I had aged out. at mm -hmm. 50, uh, Their um, age limit is 45. So. Mm. Um, they suggested the clinic that I'm, you know, currently with, and I would like to do a second one. I ended up having a C-section, so the clinic that gave us this beautiful little girl mm -hmm. wanted me to wait two full years mm -hmm. before even doing another transfer, which mm -hmm. would have put me quite a bit, I'm already old, and I'm appreciative of that. I don't feel my age, but practically speaking, it just, I didn't want to wait, you right. know. Um, right, Is it, I, I'm struggling with, the feelings of feeling selfish because she's given us so much joy mm -hmm. um, and knowing <laughs> that God has a perfect plan for her life. But mm -hmm. how do I know? There's one sibling left, one embryo in that profile. She mm -hmm. would have a brother. Mm -hmm. I know that it's a male. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to, I don't want what's not mine. You know, if that baby is supposed to go to someone else or mm -hmm. if he's supposed to be another part of our Giselle story and, and our life, how mm -hmm. do I, how do I, do that because I have to work really hard to convince the clinic essentially by going through to get my medical records and sure. a consultation with my OB that they will basically waive the two year waiting period so that I can get pregnant sooner. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, w I would encourage it. Thank you for your story, Heidi. Gosh, mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Um, I know that encouraged so many people uh, today and, um, and I want to encourage you, again, with Psalm 84, that the Lord will not withhold anything good from those who walk uprightly. And, um, you know, it's hard to know, Lord, is this good? Is this what you want? Is this what you want from me? Should I go through the process and I hope it works? What if it doesn't? There are all these questions that we're wondering and hoping and trying to figure out. Um, honestly, um, if you if you do sense that the Lord is leading you to do this, if you think that it's good, if it makes sense, if it's something you know you can work out, um, and, and, and you want to take those steps in Jesus name, I believe, take those steps. If you so desire, um, if, if you guys, as you're talking through the situation and weigh it out, like, I don't know if this is a good thing for us. I don't know if we should do this. Maybe we should, we should, we shouldn't do this then that as well. You know, I, I don't think, um, it, it's, it's so difficult for me to answer for your specific situation. Mm -hmm. It really is between you, your husband and the Lord. And so, um, yeah, this is something you're going to want to bring down. Did you want to share, babe? Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy situation, but, um, 
Let's pray for you now, Heidi. Let's pray for you. Father, we lift this family into your hands. And we ask, God, that you would give her wisdom far beyond her years. You know what's best for this family. You know what you want. And, Lord, you're the only one who can even allow children to be created. You are the only one who can do the miracle. And so, Lord, we trust you. Lord, whether you say yes or no, we trust you. We trust you in the end. Father knows best. We lay this at your feet. We do it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Heidi, for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Um, If you're just joining us, we are taking questions and phone calls. And uh, if you'd like to write the number down, it is 888-528-2557, talks or 888-528-2557. Our topic today is, Lord, can we have children? Uh, we've been working through a few questions today. We have another um, person on the line. We're going to go right to the phone here. This is Linda, and she is calling from L.A. Hey, Linda, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Thank welcome you. to the show. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on. You're welcome. You're yes. welcome. Well, I just wanted to celebrate with you and thank you for sharing your story. Amen. You're welcome. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be married soon, and I'm, I was single for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and finally this great man has come into my life, and um, he adopted his grandson. Mm. He adopted his, his grandson, and he's 10 months old now. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to be a mommy. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I'm going to be a mommy, but I'm also believing to have my own child. Wow. Wow. I'm believing in that. And we've had a word given to us that's going to happen. Mm. So Mm. we're going to stand on that and uh, believe. But I'm so happy for you. And like you said, COVID said no, but God said yes. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. he. The Lord yes. definitely has the final word. Well, congratulations. This is exciting to be able to uh, step into the role of motherhood. May the Lord bless you and carry you. And, you know, it's, it is hard to trust him through the seasons, but um, I do trust his word above my own. I do trust uh, his ways above my own. I uh, don't know the best way. I used to think I did. I used to think I knew. Uh, I am not the way, I am not the truth, and I am not the life. Uh, Jesus is, and so we need to go to him, and we need to trust his ways, and um, you know, he, he definitely knows what he's doing far beyond what I do. Um, if you're just tuning in and you'd like to call in, uh, we would love to talk to you. We're taking phone calls here and questions, and we're talking about this topic, uh, Lord, can we have children, uh, infertility, and uh, if you weren't able to hear our story, um, Katie and I weren't able to have kids for six years. And by the grace of God, we have two children. And uh, so if you're struggling through or working through the process of infertility or you know somebody and you'd like to call in, we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, again, you can call in as well. The number is 888-528-2557, 2557 and, uh, you know, I want to I want to encourage those of you we are about to take a break here, but I want to encourage uh, those of you as we go to the break. Um, there is there is really an important way to minister to people that you may find out who are working through this. And the, the best thing you can do is is definitely not try to pry into the situation, but to really be patient with them and let let each couple. I don't know if you're a if you're a mother or father who has kids who haven't had children yet. It's it, you know to, to be pushing and 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 impressing. You know, like, so when those grandbabies come in, when it's been like four years, you know, it's like they may be winking at you, saying like, hey, you know. 
And so the best thing you can do is pray for them and, and, and encourage them and, um, and, and to make it a joyful thing. But, um, and especially if they've shared with you, you know, it's not something we bring up all the time, but it's something we trust the Lord in. This is Pastor Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. We're going to take a break. Thank you for listening to Southern California Live. We will be right back with more phone calls. Welcome back to Southern California Live. This is Josh Thompson, pastor at Legacy City Church, and I'm here with my wife, Katie Thompson. We are talking about this topic we call, Lord, Can We Have Children? Um, We've been talking about it uh, today during last hour and this hour, and we are now going to the phone calls and answering questions and hearing comments, and we've had some great calls come in already. I want to remind you uh, that today is the day of our recall of our governor, and if you have not voted, to get out and vote in person. Um, and, And so... Again, as we've been working through this topic today, Lord, can we have children? Uh, Maybe you'd like to call in or ask a question. Here's the number, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We'd love to talk with you and, um, again, hear your perspective. Maybe you have struggled with infertility or you know somebody who has or you're in the process of it. Uh, You can call in. We'd love to hear from you and uh, talk with you. But if you're just tuning in... um, a little recap of our story. We weren't able to have kids for six years, and uh, we went through the IVF process and a medical procedure to re- help us have children. And um, our first little babe, Eden, uh, was through the process, and she is three years old now, praise God. She's wonderful and healthy and loud and awesome. And uh, and uh, number two, we, by the grace of God, we were able to have a miracle baby in March of 2020. Um, the clinics closed and, uh, we said COVID said no, but God said yes. And we were magically pregnant on our own by the grace of God. But, um, now that we have kids, um, what do you think, I mean, what, what, what does it look like in our future? I think we, we had all of these ideas prior to having kids of what it was going to be like in this dream of having kids because we couldn't have kids. Mm -hmm. And now that we have kids, our eyes are kind of open to the reality of, of what God is calling us to. Yeah. I think looking back, we can kind of see like we do romanticize marriage. We romanticize children a bit. And then when you kind of get into those roles, you realize, Oh, okay, this is what it's like. Like even marriage, you know, how many times before you get married, you say, when I'm married, I'm never going to do this. I'm not going to do that with kids. It's even worse. You know, it's like when I have kids, I'm never going to do this. Well, you kind of end up doing some of right. that stuff. But um, I think something that's really hopeful in knowing that the kids, children aren't the end-all be-all. It's not maybe you feel called to be a parent or a mother, but if it doesn't happen for you, there's other callings in life and there's things it doesn't, you don't lose importance in the kingdom of God because you don't have children to raise. And something that we read in a um, John Piper book, this momentary marriage, which is an amazing marriage book. If you have ever have a chance when the focus of marriage becomes make children disciples of Jesus, the meaning of marriage in relation to children is not mainly make them, but make them disciples. And the latter can happen even when the former doesn't. And that is kind of saying that, your your goal in life is to make disciples and maybe that's not your own children maybe that's you're a really 
um, great person to have people over and have dinner or snacks out and, and have people like, you know, you think about that mom who had the house in Hawaii and she like raised up all the surfers because she just said, come at my house, eat my snacks and like sleep on the couch. It's like, maybe you're that, that person or that lady or that couple who's like, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood come over. Like we have all the snacks. We got a trampoline. We got a pool, like come over and you minister to those people and your spiritual mother or father to them. I think it's important when you're in the waiting season to find people you can grab on and um, minister to those people because maybe kids aren't in the cards for you. Maybe that's not what God has for you. And um, it really helps take the pressure and like the mindset off of, I have to have kids. I have to be a mom. I have to have X amount of kids. I have to have, you know, this, 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 you know, it kind of takes the control. Like, no Lord, what do you, who do you want me to minister to? Like who's in my circle? Who can I talk to? Who can I be a parent to a mother to? That's really good. And, um, I think it was difficult for us to realize that the goal was not to have children, but the goal was to make disciples even though we wanted children, our ultimate goal in life of what Christ has called us to is to make disciples. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them to observe all that I commanded you. This is what the Lord has called us to do. That changes perspective about marriage, and that changes perspective about family really quickly. And it's something that we need to have our eyes open to because, again, this society really does prop these things up and especially the church. I mean, it's, it's, you know, if you don't have kids or if you have lots of kids or we can get so wound up in these things, we can start to, you know, put people in categories and forget that we're all called to make disciples uh, no matter what. If you're just tuning in, we are taking phone calls and questions. Here's a number 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And we've been talking through this uh, question, Lord, can we have children? And uh, it's not one that's brought up much in the church, but it's one that we had to face as a married couple and work through for over uh, six years and try to figure out whether or not the Lord had children and a family in line for us. And uh, so if you're struggling through infertility or you know someone who has or is, you're in the process of it yourself, you can call in. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your story. And uh, if you have any questions, please call in and ask. Again, the number is 888-528-2557. Romans chapter 9, verse 8 says, It is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God. Interesting. Not children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of promise are counted as offspring. God is looking for those who are believing on him by faith. Uh, The book of John chapter 1, verse 12 tells us, But he gives those who have believed in him and called upon him the right to be called children of God. Everybody on the earth is children of God. Not exactly. It is those who have called upon him to be saved. And this is very important because, again, sometimes we can think the most important thing for our kids or the most important thing for family is that they would get a degree or is that they would get a good job and make good money and have family and have kids. But we need to remember the most important thing in life is to make sure, even if they had all of that, but if they did not have God in a relationship with him, what have we done as parents and what have we done as a society or as a church? They're missing out on walking with the God who made them. This is so crucial. This is so important. Our ultimate hope lies in Christ and not in these earthly things. The final hope of the Christian does not lie in the ability 
to manipulate human reproductive systems, nor in the ability to have children at all, whether through a miracle or through technological advances made possible by minds God gave us, children are a gift from God. And beyond this, Scripture indicates that our ultimate hope lies not in our ability to have children, but rather in our Savior. And uh, this is something that we had to discover through the process. This was not easy, but at the end of the day, Katie and I realized that when our children are not the ultimate hope in this life, um, we were able to gain proper perspective. And it took time. It really did take a long time. I mean, when, when once we had Eden and once we saw this little babe, I think we were in shock for probably like, uh, I don't know, five months to a year, right? I mean, we just still look mm-hmm. at her and just be like, oh my gosh, she's here. And um, But to be remembering that uh, it was a miracle of God, number one, but then the, the weight and the burden showed up immediately like, oh my gosh, I want my child to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. I want her to know Jesus. I want her to walk with the Lord. I need her to know my God. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden we started this process. It was uh, of trying to disciple our family, try to now think through what it looks like to make disciples in our home. If you are just tuning in, uh, this is Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. We're on Southern California Live, and I'm here with my wife, Katie Thompson. We are answering the phones now in this segment. If you'd like to call in, you can do so. 888-52-TALKS or 888-528-2557. We're talking about this question, Lord, can we have children? We've been talking about infertility and uh, those who are working or struggling through the process, or maybe you know somebody who's working through the process, maybe you have a question about it, you can call in if you would like to. It is 888-528-2557. And um, I'd love to share this scripture especially in a time uh, in which there was a lot of uh, uncertainty going on, wondering whether or not the, the Lord is moving, the Lord is working. John chapter 14, verse 27, he says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. It's pretty clear that this earth, this place, our circumstances, the world around us cannot give us peace, cannot give us perspective. And we need the Lord to have peace. And I love that he says, peace I leave with you. And he says, my peace I give to you. This is key. This is crucial. In getting married, in having kids, in attempting to have kids, in raising kids, In going through life, we need the peace of the Lord Jesus. And he says, my peace I give to you. This is the gift. I said that scripture earlier. He keeps those in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on him. This is a repetition that I have to do over and over and over in my life because of all the things that we're facing, because of all the things that we are working through. We got a couple calls coming through, uh, but we are going to go to break in just a second. Um, I want to, uh, before we go to break, uh, I want to give you the phone number one more time. We're going to have one last segment to receive phone calls. It's 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We're taking phone calls about infertility and the process of working through it. If you would like to call in, uh, you can do so now. We're going to continue this conversation when we get right back. Uh, 
If you are just tuning in, this is Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church on Southern California Live. I'm here with my, my wife, Katie Thompson. We're answering the phones. We'll be right back. Welcome to Southern California Live. This is Josh Thompson, pastor at Legacy City Church. I'm here with my wife, Katie Thompson, and we are talking about this topic we call, Lord, Can We Have Children? We've been spending the last uh, almost two hours talking about uh, the topic of infertility. We were not able to have kids for six years, and the Lord has blessed us with two now by the grace of God. Uh, but we work through the process of IVF, um, in, virt- in vitro fertilization, and uh, our second child uh, was was a miracle baby who just showed up magically when all the clinics had closed and we couldn't get metal, medical treatment. We praise God for him. But if you're just tuning in, you'd like to call in and talk with us about it. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-TALKS, or again, 888-528-2557. we got two callers on the line now. Uh, we're going to go right here to the calls. We have Stacy in L.A. Been waiting for a little while. Stacy, welcome to the show. Stacy, are you there? Can you hear us? Hi, thank you. Hey, thanks thank for you. calling. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I had a question. I wanted to know if it's wrong or if maybe God doesn't speak on this, but like, is it wrong to create more embryos than you actually plan to have to implant and raise? Um, is it wrong to create them? Like, if you plan on um, having, if you end up having more embryos than you plan on raising children, is it okay to, like, adopt them out to other families? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. And you're she's asking uh, whether or not... Um, once once they do the harvest process of um, having uh, the amount of eggs that you would harvest from um, the mother, um, would if you get is it okay to get as many as possible, or should you set a number? Is it a sin, or is it wrong to uh, get more than you think that um, more kids than you would want to have? Um, and uh, I think I think it's a very difficult question, but uh, hopefully this is a helpful answer. Um, First off, um, many times you want to harvest more um, than than you would think because many times uh, they don't always it doesn't always work. Uh, my wife can probably explain this a little bit better, and I'll jump in on the back end, babe. <laughs> well, I was just harvesting the eggs is different than embryos. Thank you. Harvesting the eggs is just the female part, and then there's the male part. The embryos. I'm a guy. What do it's I okay. know? No, go ahead. <laughs> I read all the papers. Yes, you did. But um, it's when they make the embryos in the petri dish is um, is what they're talking about because that would be technically what's happening in the female um, when conception happens in the fallopian tubes, and then it moves down. So it's a little bit of biology, high school biology there. But um, it what's really hard to say is that w- a lot of people, I think, assume that there's all these embryos. But like everyone who's personally gone through it, it's really hard. If you're struggling with infertility, a lot of people have trouble even making one embryo. Mm-hmm. And so we assume doing IVF, oh, they're making all these embryos and they're destroying them. That's abortion. Well, it's not that it really isn't exactly that. And also you're a part of the process and the doctor does, the embryologist does what you tell them. So if you say, say you want four kids and you maybe make a lot of, you produce a lot of eggs and you have 
um, the potential to make a lot of embryos, you could say, I only want to make four embryos total. Do not make any more than four embryos. And they will do that for you. And then you can freeze those and you can have them to um, transfer over um, for the rest of the time. Or you can adopt them out, which is incredible that um, the technology is there. And the fact that um, I think that was something I would have pursued if it didn't work out for me to use my um, our embryos is that I would have adopted an embryo because a lot of people give them up for adoption anonymously and you don't have to uh, you know go through all the legal stuff you do with adoption but um if you're able to carry a child but yeah it's it's not as um maybe there's a lot of people maybe not going through the process think there's a lot of embryos being made and destroyed and it's not it's not that fast of a decision if that helps yeah and i would add um for clarification thank you babe on the uh on the biology there so the right way to say it would be that um, just because you are able to harvest, let's just say, five eggs from um, from a woman, um, it doesn't mean that those five will produce five embryos. Um, you could you could attempt to have five embryos, but only one could work, or none of them could work. All five could just fail, and so maybe you get one embryo now from those five eggs, and then you would then take the next step, attempting to implant that into the woman. And again, up to God again, whether or not that one even holds or uh, if, the, if the woman's body will not accept it, then uh, there, there is no conception, there is no life. And so um, th- this, this is important. There are so many different factors. You could have um, you know, one egg and it creates one embryo. You could have one egg and then it, that one doesn't work. You could have five eggs and you could have five embryos. You could have five eggs and none of them become embryos. So... Um, the question that uh, Stacy was saying, is it wrong to create too many embryos? And the, the fact of the matter is, is I like what my wife said, you could say to them, I only would like to attempt with, you know, um, two embryos. But here's the next problem, that if those two don't work, you may wish that you have created, tried to tried to create four embryos so that you could have another attempt. Um, and if, if you had the chance to do that. And so how do you know which ones are going to work, which ones are not? How do you know which ones are going to implant and actually become babies? There is no way to know. So for our situation, we harvested as much as we could. Is that right, babe? That's accurate. And yeah. we, um, and then we tried to get as many embryos as we could. And uh, then we were at the, the third step process of uh, implanting. We didn't know if any of them would work. We didn't know if one would. We didn't know if two would. We had no idea. And so that is why um, we were praying and seeking the Lord and just trying to make the best decision along the way. Um, Stacy, that is uh, that is a great question. Are you still on the line there? I'd love to hear a follow up if 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 you have one. Um, no, I mean that that was that was it. I just um, it's it's hard to know. Like, I mean, I don't know if the Bible speaks um, on that topic or not. And um, just wanting to know if you happen to create more embryos than you plan to raise, then is that is it wrong, or um, or does the Bible not speak on that? And yeah, I think yeah. Go ahead, babe. I think what's hard. What I've thought about, I've thought through this like a lot, and I'm not a doctor or a biologist, and so I don't know all the details. But I know basic biology to understand that it's it's kind of confusing if life begins when the egg and the sperm meet or when 
um, the egg is implanted in the womb because scriptures talk about, I knit you in the womb. And so I've, I've, um, struggled to maybe see the clear, uh, what, what I read was that it's when the egg and the sperm meet is exactly when life begins, conception begins. But, um, I'll just say this. It looked like we would have 12 kids when we got embryos and they, unfortunately, they don't make it. And it happens in our own bodies. We just don't see it happening. A lot of times women can get pregnant and have a chemical pregnancy and not even know because the the quality of the egg and the sperm aren't very nice. And so um, it happens inside our body. And this is just an exaggerated form of producing all of like a year's worth of your eggs in one time. And um, unfortunately, if you have these problems, the, the embryos tend to die anyway. And so um, what I would say is that if you're already struggling with infertility, I mean, you got to talk to your doctor, but you're, you're a part of the process the whole way. It's not scary walking in because you, you are in control of the process and you can tell the doctor exactly what you want. And he can tell you, look, don't take your chance only producing one egg. You need to make, you know, 10 to possibly even get one. So um, it's not something that we can clearly say, but um, I, does the scripture clearly say where conception begins in a, in a concise way or? I, th- I think it is uh, difficult to pinpoint, but I would agree that I think conception happens when the egg and sperm meet, when we actually see um, a potential for life there or life there in its uh, smallest form, um, that, that it's actually in, in the doctor would declare there in the clinic, we have an embryo, you know? And so, um, whether or not this embryo will then implant into the woman, she'll be able to hold, hold it and produce a baby is, is a whole nother thing you have to pray about and, uh, and bring to the Lord. And it's up to him what he will ultimately do. But, um, to put the icing on the cake there, uh, Stacy, um, uh, yes, I think the right thing to do is not to overproduce um, if if you're if you even have the ability to do that. And then if you have, I think to consider putting those embryos up for adoption instead of um, instead of letting them go and letting them die off. Um, I think the right thing, the biblical thing to do, would be able to put those up for adoption because there are mm-hmm. thousands of people on the earth wishing that they had one embryo that they could attempt with. And this is, again, something you prayerfully work through and walk through. That is our final uh, phone call for today. And we have really talked about this topic. Uh, I've been able to have a great time with my wife here today. I'm so thankful you've stayed with us and have been listening. If you'd like to find more information about us, uh, you can go to LegacyCityChurch.com. And uh, our church is right here in Studio City. We're off Laurel Canyon and Ventura Boulevard. Yep, right there through the canyon. Uh, we're right there off Ventura. We meet in a school called Bridges Academy. We have services 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. If you want to come through and say hi, come up after the service. Uh, said I heard you on the radio. I'd love to meet you. And uh, if you're looking for a church, you're not anchored in one, and you haven't gone to church because of COVID, get to church. What are you waiting for? You need to be in church and in fellowship, uh, you know, if you can, especially. It's very important to be in fellowship with the brothers. But um, it has been an absolute joy, uh, again, to talk with you, babe, and spend time with my wife here on the radio show. I hope it encouraged you and blessed you today. Uh, the most powerful thing we could do is make disciples in our families, raise up the ne- next generation for the glory of Jesus Christ. This is Pastor Josh Thompson from Legacy City Church. Thank you for listening to Southern California Live. Thank you, babe, for joining me. I love you, and I'm thankful for you. Love you, babe. Thank you.
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.